welcome to the very first episode of The Business of Perfectionism. My name is Christy. I am your host. I am a business owner and a recovering perfectionist. I have actually been wanting to start this podcast for the longest time and I am so freaking excited to finally be making it happen. So this podcast is actually going to be for you if you are a creative business owner, a perfectionist, love to talk about mindset and are completely open to changing your business and your life. So that I could help you overcome perfectionism, help you gain clarity and confidence, kick procrastination and overwhelm in the butt and begin to build the business that you've been dreaming of. So one of the reasons I really wanted to focus on perfectionism in business is because it's a topic that I not only feel incredibly passionate about, it's a topic that I don't feel is covered very well a lot of the time. Sometimes I feel like people who speak about perfectionism don't really understand exactly what it feels like to be struggling with the perfectionist mindset. Um, They don't really understand how debilitating perfectionism can be, how a perfectionist mindset will stop you from taking action, the overwhelm, the overthinking, the lack of action, the self-doubt and the extreme shame that we allow ourselves to feel when our high expectations are not met. So for this first episode, like I said, I'm just going to jump in and I really want to chat to you about a few of the things that you might be experiencing if you're a perfectionist. So some of these uh, mindset struggles that you might be having, the thoughts that you're having. And I also wanted to remind you that if you're experiencing any of these, remember that you are not alone. There are plenty of us out there. And the more that I've actually begun speaking about it, the more I have realized that this is a big problem for a lot of people, particularly women. So let's, I guess, just jump straight into the top things that I have recognized um, and the biggest issues that I see um, and some of the things that sort of helped me to highlight that I actually was a perfectionist um, and the things that I'm also working on also um, so that I can, you know, take my business to the next level as well. So number one is people pleasing. So maybe that's saying yes to the things that you really want to say no to. That's probably one of the biggest ones. So that could come in many different forms. Taking on work that you actually don't want to do has probably been one that I have done in the past where someone comes to you and perhaps you've worked with them before and they want you to take on this project and you're not really that interested. It's not something that you want to do. However, you feel like you can't say no for a reason that you've actually just made up probably yourself. Um, so you end up taking the job on and you don't really enjoy it. Or it could be that you have taken one job on and then someone else is coming to you saying, hey, I know that you do this. Can you please also do this for me? So you go, yeah, sure. No worries. I'll do that. And so then you end up taking on more work. Um, perhaps it's something that you didn't want to do then as well um, out of fear of putting someone else out or you know, disappointing someone, letting someone else down. Um, it could also be that you're saying no to things that you really want to say yes to basically for the exact same reasons. But again, the fear is there that you probably don't want to let someone down. So that's why you're saying no instead of saying yes, saying yes instead of saying no. So people pleasing is actually a really hard one. I think it is anyway. Um, You want people to be happy with your work. You want people to enjoy working with you. You want to make people happy. But if you're constantly people pleasing, you can really begin to feel like you are undervaluing yourself or like people are undervaluing you, that you are being taken advantage of. And in some instances, it can really start to build up a lot of resentment inside of you. And with that resentment can end up coming out accidentally or it can 
um, come out passively as well towards other people. One thing I think that we all really need to remember here is that not everyone thinks the same way as you. So for example, if you've agreed to do a job for someone and you've given them a price and now they're coming back to you and saying, can you please do this? They might actually be thinking, well, the worst she can say is no, or maybe she'll ask for more money or the price will go up or whatever it is. And then we're going back and we're going, yeah, sure, that's fine. No worries at all. And oh, don't worry about it. You know, just sweep it under the rug. And so that person thinks, cool, all right, this was no problem. That's no big deal. But then we're going, oh, this is so annoying. Like, why did I agree to do that? I wish that I didn't do this. And then, you know, something else comes up and perhaps it's the same client again. And again, they come back and they ask you for this extra. And then you sort of then that's where that resentment begins to build up. So it is really important that you set clear boundaries around what you do and what you charge. And remember every single time that someone asks you to do something that you are running a business. This is a business that you started. It's a business that you started because you love what you do and you had a vision and a dream and when you were creating this. So the last thing that you want is to begin to resent your clients or your work or to feel unappreciated, undervalued, or taken advantage of. Number two is all or nothing thinking. So this one's actually a really big one, and it's also where falling off the wagon comes from. So maybe you have committed to posting to social media every day this week, or writing a blog post this week, or maybe it's a combination of tasks, things that you said that you would do, and you set this really high expectation for yourself. These are the things that I'm going to do. This is what my business is going to look like from now on. I'm going all in. And then something happens, maybe time is an issue, maybe you forget to do something, um, you know, anything can happen really. So let's say, for example, it's social media. I'm going to post a social media every single day this week, or I'm going to, you know, post a stories every single day. Monday, it happens, you do it, you do it well. Tuesday, you do it again, no problems at all. Wednesday, something happens, you don't get to it. Thursday, you know, perhaps it gets to 9 p.m., you realize that you haven't and you think, well, there's no point doing it now because it's 9 p.m., so I'll just do it again tomorrow. Friday comes around, you think, well, I didn't do it yesterday, I didn't do it the day before, what's the point in doing it now? And so we get into that all or nothing mindset. So because we didn't do it two days in a row, now we've just decided that there's no point doing it now. You know, we didn't do it well, so we may as well not do it at all. So this is a really... A really hard one to break, um, but it's definitely a habit and a mindset that needs to be broken. So we put all this pressure on ourselves to do things perfectly. Our intentions are there. Um, You know, we always planned on following through, but we just didn't. We really struggle to see that imperfect action is better than no action at all. At least if we're consistently taking imperfect action, we're still moving forward. The momentum's there and it's probably growing. The imperfect action is actually doing a lot for our confidence and for our business behind the scenes that we probably can't yet see. But if you are consistently taking that action, the person that you are and the business that you will have, you know, a few weeks from now, a few months from now, a few years from now will be so much different and so much stronger than if we take no action at all, which is why this all or nothing mindset is one of those things that we really need to work on if you are a perfectionist. Number three, feeding into that last one is overthinking. So overthinking is a really, really big one for perfectionists. So we want to do things extremely well. Um, We want to do things what we believe is the right way. Um, We start planning, we're thinking, we're 
analyzing, we're thinking more. And then just when we think that we're ready, you know, we're ready to launch, we're ready to do the thing, we realize that there's something else that maybe we hadn't considered or we hadn't thought of. Someone else brings something to our attention and we go back into planning and thinking again and we just keep going around in loops. All of this overthinking just stops us from taking action because we don't want to make any decision. We want to make sure that we make the right decision, um, which can often lead to no decision at all, which, of course, is a decision in itself. So one of the things with overthinking, you know, so often we feel like we need to know more. We need to learn more. Um, And yes, knowledge is power. I 100 percent, you know, believe that as well. However, knowledge without action isn't actually that powerful at all Um, and you will also find it's something that I've spoken about before the more you know the more you realize you don't know so the more you learn the more you can just keep overthinking and overthinking and just keep going around in circles so an example of overthinking that I wanted to give you was actually in writing Instagram captions this is something that I've discussed with many 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 of my clients so I don't know if you've ever experienced this before. However, I'm willing to bet you probably have. Have you ever sat down to write an Instagram caption? You started writing, then you sort of stop, you reread it, you delete a section, rewrite that, look at it again, analyze it, delete another bit, rewrite that. And before you know it, all you needed to write was one simple Instagram caption, but an hour's passed. So this is a really perfect example of overthinking um, and it's something that many, many perfectionists are actually very guilty of doing. So based off this example, I guess if you're running a business in a particular area, you are no doubt already an expert. You probably, you already know more than most people do. Um, However, there will always be more to learn. Um, So one of the things I suggest here is to really look at how long you should be spending on some of these tasks and then have a look at how much time you actually are. Overthinking um, is probably one of the biggest sources of stress and anxiety um, in business and in life. Um, And it's definitely something that you just don't need to add to the day-to-day running of your business. Um, Sometimes we just really have to be happy with what we've created, make a snap decision, go with whatever your gut is telling you and just see what happens. Um, This is actually one that I am really, really leaning into at the moment. Um, I am really going back to listening to my intuition rather than letting, you know, so often we're presented with two options and I'll think oh that's actually the one that I really want to take but then I go oh but you know the other one has its benefits which one's better and then I really start analyzing even though in the back of my mind I'm still going I think I prefer that one I prefer that one I prefer that one I prefer that one and you kind of just keep going in circles so it's one of the things I'm really trying to work on this year is really just leaning into my intuition trusting my first instinct and just going with it getting rid of the overthinking and taking action. Number four is you procrastinate, but you're always busy. So perfectionists love to feel busy and productive always. So what you might find is that instead of actually working on the tasks that you're supposed to work on, you procrastinate by busying yourself with tasks that are really easy for you, things that you know that you can tick off quickly and easily. Um, They're probably not the needle moving tasks for your business. Um, Some of those, you know, the things that we've never done before, the big and scary things are often the things that we procrastinate on because we want to do things well and and until we know that we can do them well, um, we sometimes will find ourselves avoiding them. Um, 
a perfect example of this is me with this podcast. So I had actually every intention of releasing this podcast back in April or May last year. Um, I even bought the mic that I'm now using back in April. I started recording the first episode. I think I spent about four hours recording and I never got more than about five minutes into the podcast. I kept tripping over my words and I was never really sure exactly what I was saying. I was being highly critical um, of everything that I was doing. Um, and then I started thinking, you know, who's even going to listen to this, um, you know, and what's the point? And, you know, I started getting into my own head about it. So um, and then I ended up putting it off. I got busy with other things and I was like, yeah, yeah, the podcast is not really a focus for me right now. So I think it got to the end of last year and I actually found myself at that point where I'm like, that's it. Like, I just have to do this. I can't put this off anymore. You know, it has been, I think, what, eight, nine months or something like that now. Um, and so here I am. I am very aware that this is far from perfect, but I'm here and I'm making it happen. So procrastination is one that I can definitely relate to. So the fifth and final point that I might leave it here today on is that you don't really set goals. And if you do, you might find that you really don't actually ever work towards them. So like most people, perfectionists love the intention that goes into setting a goal. However, if a perfectionist is unable to reach that goal or feels like they might not reach it, they can often become quite disheartened with that unmet goal. Um, they can make it mean something about them and their ability. And so to avoid that feeling of shame, um, what they can do is they can actually give up on the goal early or they fail ahead of time so that they can say that they didn't reach the goal because they didn't try which we'd rather give up on than fail um, and I guess bigger than that is that we would rather give up rather than to admit that we tried really really hard and that we didn't actually reach our goal. One of the biggest differences between a perfectionist and a high achiever is actually their attitude to goal setting. So while a high achiever might celebrate the journey, they're really proud of what they did achieve, what they learned, who they became, became while chasing that goal, perfectionists have a way of focusing on the destination um, or the end result and really just forgetting about everything else. Um, they only focus on the unmet goal and what they didn't achieve and what they actually make that mean about them. I can confirm that I have avoided setting goals um, or my goals have been very loose and unspecific in the past, which has meant that I couldn't really fail. I didn't have anything that I actually failed against. So you might set yourself a goal, something that sounds specific, but isn't really such as I want to be booked out in my business. Um, and what you can find is that you end up insanely busy. Um, but you don't really consider yourself booked out because maybe you're not making anywhere near the amount of money that you thought you wanted to make um, because you never put an income goal in and now you have clients and you're stressed and you're overwhelmed and you're feeling really unfulfilled, but you're always busy and it's not what you thought it would be. So that's why it's so important to get specific. So I want to be booked out in my business. Great. What does that actually look like? How many clients does that actually mean you'll have? How much will those clients be paying? How much money will you be making? How many hours a week will you be working? You need to get really specific on the entire goal and the big picture and actually work back from there rather than just saying, I want to be booked out in my business or I want to go full time or I want to work less this year and earn more. You know, you need to get specific there and actually bring that all together so that you know exactly what you're working towards. 
It's also a great idea to set yourself some really big and scary goals and to really not be afraid to set a goal as big as you can, um, even if it's something that feels quite unrealistic. So for example, I want to make 500000 this year. So while you or I might not actually be on track to that income for this year, just to have it there as something you are working towards encourages you to look for new or different opportunities. It encourages growth. It asks you to make decisions and to take action and to show up as your next level So what does that next level version of you, the one that made $500,000 this year look like? What do they do daily, weekly, monthly, annually? What does that actually look like? What are the practices that they've got in place? What does their business do? What do they do themselves and what do they outsource? Um, And to really look for those other opportunities outside there as well that will actually help you grow and will move you from the fixed mindset into a growth mindset. And so, uh, yeah, we might actually leave it there for today. I really hope that this helps you better understand how perfectionism might be present for you in your business and how it might be holding you back. So if you have any questions or if you'd like to discuss anything at all, you can find me over on Instagram. My handle is just quite simply my name, Christy Pask. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y-P-A-S-K. Please feel free to shoot me a DM or an email. I am always open for a chat. And of course, if there is anything in particular that you would like me to cover or share in upcoming episodes um, of the podcast, please do let me know. Um, I really want you to get the most value as possible out of this. um, And I really want to help you overcome your perfectionism so you can continue to build the business that you're dreaming of. Thank you so much for joining me today on the very first episode of the Business of Perfectionism. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and I can't wait to speak to you again next week. See you then.